You're listening to the Option Alpha Podcast from OptionAlpha.com, where we show you how to make smarter trades, learn how the stock market really works, and generate consistent monthly income. Now, your host and head trader at OptionAlpha.com, Kirk Duplessis. Hey everyone, this is Kirk here again from OptionAlpha.com, working every single week to make this the most popular investing podcast offered online and in iTunes because it's based on one thing and one thing only, and that's helping you guys make smarter trades. So again, thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. On today's show, we are going to be answering the question in a little bit more detail and kind of talking around the topic of does trading every day really make you a day trader? And the short answer to this is no, it does not make you a day trader. It's all about, I guess, or the short answer to it is maybe, maybe, maybe it does make you a day trader. But the way that we trade here at Option Alpha, we are not day traders. So first, let's just define what a day trader is, because I think this concept is really important. I think as we go further into this podcast and talk more about like what our strategy is around trading options every day, uh, I think it'll help you understand kind of our, our framework around the market. So the first thing is, what is a day trader? A day trader and really a pattern day trader, which is really what it's defined as in those PDT rules that most brokers have, is someone who executes a trade and gets in and out the same day. It doesn't matter how you do it, whether you buy and then sell or sell and then buy, it's your in and out on the same day. In most cases, you are flagged as a pattern day trader if you do that activity three times, right? That's really what it comes down to. And then it's not that you don't have to do anything different. You just have to have a little bit more capital in your account to do that. In most cases, it's like $25,000. I think that's still the requirement. If it's not, somebody let me know in the show notes, optionalcom slash show 112. But I think it's still like $25,000 to allow you to pattern day trade. But if you get into a contract today, say on a Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday and get out the next day, that's not day trading. That is not defined as day trading because you're not getting into and out of contracts on the exact same day. Now, what we do at Option Alpha is neither of those two examples. We really do not, as the bulk of trading that we do, do not get into contracts the same day and out the same day, nor do we get into contracts one day and exit the next. Probably actually the only time we do that is a couple earnings trades that we do every quarter, right? But as a bulk of our business, the core of our business in selling options, we don't do that. We are position traders, meaning that we get into a position today that still has 60 or 40 days until expiration. Now, does trading every day make you a day trader? Obviously, the answer to that is no, you're not a day trader. But what we say is that you should be trying to trade every single day if you can. Now, please take this with a little bit of a grain of salt in that I want people to understand that your ability to generate consistent and steady income trading is directly tied to how frequently you can trade. And it's just a function of the business. I wish there was another way around it at the moment, right? That we didn't have to physically come in and log in every day or log in on your phone and make trades. But right now, that's the way it is, right? And we're working with other companies and I know other companies are out there working on auto trading technology in this space, which is really hard to do. It's something that's a big passion of mine because I think that if we have auto trading that the ability to do this becomes a lot easier because the robots basically could do it for you and you could monitor. 
But right now you have to open up the doors every day. I, I really honestly relate it. I, I say this business because you should treat it like a business. You should assume that in your options trading business that you have to open the store doors every single day. Like you own a pizza shop or you own an ice cream shop. Like you've got to go down and open the doors every day if you want business. If you only open the doors to your pizza shop or your ice cream shop three times a year, then you're really relying on those three times to be insanely profitable for you, right? For people, floods of people to come in on those three times. And using that analogy is like exactly what people do in this business where they only trade three times a month or they only trade five times a year. And when you do that, you put all of the emphasis on price action, entry, implied volatility. Everything has to line up. The stars have to align. Blue pigs have to fly basically for you to make money in this business because you put so much emphasis on every, like each one of those five days a year that you actually decide to make a trade. And that's really counterproductive if you think about it. If you think about how backwards that is that people would make just a couple trades a month and then they wonder why they can't get the market direction right or why they spend so much time trying to figure out where the market goes. Well, it's because those three or four times that they trade a month become really important. So I'll use this analogy that or this discussion topic I've used before in coaching sessions with people who have trouble doing this, but I'll use this, right? Let's imagine that you only got to pick one day, one single day, and this is like the furthest end of the extreme spectrum just because I think it helps prove the point. But let's assume you got to pick only one day in which you could invest your entire life savings in only one thing for the next 50 years, right? And then probably some of you guys are like sweating right now. Like I even think about that. I'm like, that is insane. That is so crazy to even think about. But on some degree, people actually do this a lot. They do this with their money. They do this with trading, right? But take one day. You only get one day. You can only choose one day. You have to invest your entire life savings into one security and then hold it for 50 years to see if it makes sense. Now, look, you would never do that. And even just like talking about that, you're like, Kirk, that's like the most crazy, that's the craziest freaking thing you've ever said, right? But that's the furthest end of the expe- of the spectrum just to prove the point that when you don't trade often, that you place a lot of emphasis on that those couple times a year that you trade. Now let's take the opposite end of the spectrum, maybe to the nth degree, and we'll talk about this a little bit. But let's say that I said, okay, look, you can place your entire life savings in anything you want, and you have to do it in small amounts over the course of the next like 50 years. You have to place, you know, like $500 in anything that you want, but you've got to do it $500 at a time, like $500 per day, right? Now you sacrifice, the sacrifice in this is that your money is not invested quickly, right? Like it takes a little bit of startup time to get the balls rolling, to get the the wheels moving. But once you do, you can then average with the market. So if something goes down in value, you bought $500 more of it at a lower price. If something goes up in value, you bought $500 more of it up at a higher price. You just keep averaging around the market and you move, your account moves with the market. And the reason that this is so good is because now time and picking entry becomes more or less irrelevant. You don't need all of your emphasis on picking one good entry point because you have the luxury of picking many entry points, right, over time. And it allows you the flexibility if you can invest in anything you want to move and shift your money as you see fit. If something else is a good investment, you move into it. If something else hasn't been a good investment, you move out of it. It gives you a lot of flexibility. 
in the options market, what I want to do, and I'm just like speaking directly to you right now, like how I think about this. I don't care about market direction. I think I've maybe said this a couple other times on podcasts, maybe the daily call, live Facebook videos, but I truly do not care about the market direction. I don't really even talk about the market direction of like, I think the market's going up. I think the market's going down. I truly don't care about the market direction. And the reason I don't care about the market direction is because I'm trading so often that market direction is irrelevant to me on a longer time frame. Now, if the market goes down 2% tomorrow, is that going to sting the portfolio? Maybe. Maybe I'll have positions that go in the money. Maybe I'll have positions that lose, right? And that's going to obviously hurt. But in the long run, that's not never going to kill me because that day that the market goes down 2%, I can then make another trade where I'm adjusting to the new market price that's 2% lower, and I can then trade options around that new lower price. So although my first small position may be a little bit of a loser, the next position is perfectly centered right over the market. And I'll just keep moving and flowing with the market wherever it goes. Now, just so you guys know, on the furthest end of the spectrum, this is exactly what high-frequency trading shops and hedge funds do. They trade very often and always keep their delta or their beta practically neutral. They stay neutral every single day, sometimes hours within the, you know, like multiple hours of the day, they'll stay neutral because they don't care where the market goes. They're trading around the market, and that's what you should be doing. So if you make trades every day or at least as often as you possibly can, I think you'll find more success in the long run. Do the short run, short movements and sporadic movements in the market, do they sting? Do they hurt? Do they feel Sometimes they feel good because you wanted the market to go down and it went down 2%. Yeah, they do. But in the long run, as long as you trade often and with a high probability of success, you're just going to move and flow with the market. And this is why options trading is so attractive, I think, to people because it really gives you the ability to take the whole market prediction thing out of the equation. And I still like am fascinated by people who continue to predict where the market's going to go and to assume that the market's going to go lower or higher. One of the things I definitely learned early on is that you never know where the market's going to go. Probably a, a great example of this is even just recently in like oil, which just had a huge move lower, SMH, which uh, had basically four months of like slow, steady gains and literally in two days wiped it all out. I mean, like that's the type of stuff that we don't know where the market goes. Like I don't know. People on Wall Street really don't know, right? Like I've, I've been there. They don't know. And I think the reality is, is that we just have to stop guessing and we have to do what we can control Uh, so that we move and flow with the market instead of predicting trends and predicting moves. It's funny because I mentioned on the daily call that you should never misinterpret uh, being smart with a bull market. And right now, where we're at right now, a lot of people think that they're smart because they just held on. When in fact, that maybe, and maybe this is, and again, this is me saying maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong, but I think markets will be more cyclical in the future than they have been right now. And if that's the case, then people who assume that they're smart right now because they're just holding on, that's not smart at all. That's just a bull market. Or same thing on the downside. When people just you know sell at the top, that wasn't that they were necessarily smart. It's just that they got lucky, right? And they sold right before a down move. I don't want to be either of those. I don't want to try to predict either of those markets, a bull run, a continued uptrend, a downtrend, a reversal, a market crash. I don't care about any of that stuff. What I care about is always trading and averaging around the market. I want my newest positions every single day 
to be right where the market is. If the market goes down 10%, I want my newest position to be 10% lower. And then every day it's going to be, you know, right with the market. So it just continues to average around the market. So hopefully this concept makes sense. And I know I talk about it a lot, but, you know, just kind of, I don't know, maybe elaborating on it a little bit more here on the podcast really helps out. And again, if you guys enjoy this, let me know, share it on iTunes, share it with your friends. I think this concept is really important. I think that not a lot of people understand this concept um, in broad strokes, and hopefully that helps out. So uh, until next time, you guys let me know if you guys have any questions on this, but let's get into the Trader Q&A today. And now our favorite part of the show, Trader Q&A, where we ask a question from one of our current members about options trading. Got a question you'd like to ask Kirk to answer live on the air? Just head on over to optionalpha.com forward slash ask and hit the record button to leave a message. That's optionalpha.com forward slash ask. And now here's today's question. Hey, this is Jermaine from Atlanta. And I just wanted to tell you guys, thanks. Thank you, Kirk, for your webinar yesterday. It was very informative, well put together, well thought out. We all had fun, learned a whole bunch of stuff, you know, learned a lot. The only thing that I think that you kind of left out, you know, a lot of us as new traders had the main question as uh, how much funds is needed? You know, what would you recommend as a startup capital? Is it a thousand bucks, two thousand bucks, you know? That, that's the only question that I had. And I think a couple of folks in the webinar had that question too. So yeah, I mean, I learned a lot. Definitely we'll be signing up for all your programs that you got out there and um, just keep up the good work. I appreciate it so much. Thank you much. Bye-bye. All right, Jermaine. Hey man, thanks so much for submitting the question. Glad you guys have fun on the webinar. I always have fun on those weekly webinars, uh, whether it's with the free members or pro and elite members. I really do enjoy those and we do those uh, pretty much every week. I think sometimes we you know, skip a week or two depending on what the schedules are and holidays, et cetera, but uh, they really are fun. And if you haven't uh, joined one, head on over to optionalpha.com slash webinars and you can sign up for one of those. Uh, so the quick answer to your question about you know, like what startup capital is required to trade options, uh, what I always suggest to people is like three to $5,000. Now, that is not money that you will quit your job on, right? So I say that to basically everyone who thinks that investing three or four or $5,000 is then going to yield $60,000 a year. That's just not how it happens. So I think though, is that when you get to a three to $5,000 range, it just opens up the ability to trade more securities, uh, more strategies, and then get more trades on faster really is what it comes down to. Obviously more than that's great. I think anything under that, like a thousand dollars, not that you couldn't do anything, but you definitely could trade options with a thousand dollars. I just don't think you'd get, you know, the results that you want as quickly as you as you think. Um, and it just doesn't leave a lot of room to trade multiple ETFs, multiple strategies, different contract months, etc. So uh, that's why I suggested three to five thousand dollars as kind of the sweet spot, at least as the bare minimum. If you can sell some crap in your house or get a part-time job for a weekend or do some extra work or, you know, uh, there's all of these like freelance websites online where people can use their resources and their talents to, you know, earn a little bit of extra money. If you can bump that up, you know, above that, that's obviously just going to give you another leg up in this industry. It does take money to make money in this industry for sure. It can't just magically be created overnight. Um, and so hopefully that helps out and kind of answers your question. As always, if you guys have any other questions you want to get answered right here on the podcast or live on Facebook and Periscope and our daily call podcast that we do, please head on over to optionalpha.com slash ask and click the big red button in the middle of the screen and leave me a private voicemail. There is 
no software to download or install, and it's incredibly easy. Now, again, before we get in the closing bell segment, I just want to let you guys know about our toolbox software that we released a couple months ago. It's been going very well. People really enjoy it. Again, you can go to optionalpha.com slash toolbox. It's basically three things right now. We'll be adding some more tools to this in the future, but right now it's our watch list software, which everyone really likes that we'll be expanding here soon. And then also options backtesting and trade optimization, literally the two things that I use for every single one of my trades I set up. We use the watch list to filter. We use the backtester and the trade optimizer to basically figure out what strategy we want to trade based on the current market scenario. So if we're 40 days out from expiration or 60 days out from expiration, what do we trade? And that's the software that we built. And it's all backed by tons and tons of data and research. So we're not just like pulling things out of thin air. We actually have a lot of data and uh, and support behind that to, to basically give you those results. So again, you can see a demo and kind of check out the software at optionalpha.com slash toolbox. And let's get into the closing bell segment. Now, the closing bell. Find out which stocks we're looking at right now, trades we're making, and hear our game plan moving forward. All right, so in today's closing bell segment, I want to talk about a new trade that we're going to get into in FXI. So FXI is a Chinese ETF. It's basically a an ETF that tracks the Chinese large cap market. Um, and it's had a pretty big uh, run up pretty much all year. I mean, from 2017, like basically all the way through the end of 2017, it's it's had a huge run up until now. Um, and it's started to pull back off of its highs. And we're now starting to see implied volatility really, really jump higher. I mean, if you look at a chart of FXI pretty much all year from the beginning of two excuse me, 2017 until basically about, you know, the middle part of November, beginning part of December, implied volatility was pretty low. I mean, it was in the 20s, high 30s at some points, but now it's up around 88. And so for us, this gives us an opportunity to uh, sell some premium here and to help kind of balance out our portfolio. And I'll say this first, and we've talked about this a number of times before, is that what trumps the strategy that we choose is always the balance that we need in our portfolio. Meaning, if something looks like an insanely good bullish setup, I always ask myself, do we need another bullish setup in our portfolio, right? And if the answer is no, then I don't care how good that setup looks. I've already got 10 bullish positions in my portfolio. I don't need a, another one, right? And so right now, our portfolio is structured in a way that we are a little bit bearish in tilt, meaning that we need the market or want the market to go down a little bit to basically maximize the money that we've sold. And so what we need in our portfolio is we need a trade, high probability is best, that also is a little bit bullish in nature. And so this FXI position probably fits the wheel. It's also a high beta stock so uh, or high beta ETF, which we talked about on previous episodes um, on this podcast. And so it helps fit the profile of what we're kind of looking for right now, uh, which is why we want to trade it. So in this case, we are getting into another position, FXI, selling the 45 puts and then buying the 39 puts. And as we're doing this here on uh, Friday, December 1st, which is when actually we're making this trade, because obviously these are a little bit backdated depending on where these podcasts go out. Obviously, uh, all the live trades go out to members. But uh, in this case, the trade that we made uh, was selling the 45 puts, buying the 39 puts, so about a $6 wide spread, and collecting $125 of premium. That puts our break-even point down around uh, 43 
uh, and change, 43.75 or so. So we've got a little bit of room for the stock still to make a move lower uh, and to make some money. So we'll see. I mean, it's it's definitely made a move off of the highs already. So I don't know if this is the end. It hasn't had a huge pullback, so maybe it will. Uh, but we'll see what happens from here. But you know, for us, we need this trade in our portfolio because we want another bullish position. It helps really balance us out. If the markets continue to go lower, if FXI goes lower, we'll be okay. We'll make way more money than we could lose on this trade, but we need something to help balance out the other positions that we have in the portfolio. So again, we're making that bullish put uh, credit spread trade in FXI for January. Thanks for listening to the Option Alpha podcast. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a rating or comment. Plus, you can get everything. Free email updates for future shows, transcripts, video tutorials, case studies, and more. Just visit our website at optionalpha.com. All right, so I truly hope you guys enjoyed today's show and got at least one thing out of it that you can apply right now to make you a smarter, more profitable trader and investor. As always, you can get additional resources, links mentioned in the show, and some related video training by going to optionalpha.com slash show 112. Again, that's just the number 112, optionalpha.com slash show 112. And until next time, happy trading.